Welcome back to the resupply with me, Guy Next Door. And me, DK. Bringing you your weekly double tap of all things Space Marines and Laser Force. Uh, how are you this week, DK? You, you feeling super duper? Uh, maybe super, not quite duper. Uh, <laughs> still dealing with a little bit of a, of a cold. I'm on my spring break from teaching at the college. Uh, so if so, there's any kind of coughs or sniffles or anything like that going on, I'll try to remember to mute my mic, but otherwise just pretend Than's co-hosting the podcast again. I mean, worst case scenario, all you need to do is blame virus. That's what I do whenever I get sick. I just blame it on virus. Stupid key Virus, words. imitation, DK, <laughs> king. king, yeah, whichever one of you goddamn outbreak monkeys it is. <laughs> um, this week, uh, we have a very special guest waiting in the wings. Um... Before we get to him, though, do you want to just quickly give us a, a brief uh, rundown of um, of when Nats is this year and et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> I knew you would ask this week, so yes. I have that already. Perfect. So Nationals is going to be held in Clinton Township, Michigan, mm-hmm. i.e. suburb of Detroit, from July 22nd through 26th. And we'll be playing pretty much all of those days. All day, every day. So get ready for lots of laser tag, folks. Do you know what the um the tournament fee was? Is this like two hundred? Uh, I believe it's one hundred and fifty. Is is what we're we're looking at now. That that is subject to change. So don't quote me on that. And <laughs> hashtag fake news and or the owners. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, with the housekeeping out the way, um, this week coming all the way from uh loveland colorado <laughs> yeah yeah um i'd like to to welcome to the mic uh joseph aka sergeant tucker how are you man good how are you doing good man good thanks for joining us we, um i know we we were gonna we were gonna talk about sort of a few things to do with um with you guys uh um I know that you were very desperate to come on the mic and talk shit about your um, fellow Lovelands. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to keep them in check. <laughs> Knock them down a, a peg or two. Yeah. Um, Here come the hot takes, everybody. <laughs> did you say hot snakes? Um, <laughs> um, no, I don't have the Kiwi flu that bad, buddy. <laughs> so uh, I guess um, before we talk smack about you know the rest of the uh the cats from loveland um i thought we'd um uh do a little bit of a shallow dive into your into your background so how long have you been playing for man um so i started playing at llt which is the site that we're based out of probably in i'd say 2012 yeah and then saint george came out to um, look at the arena. I believe Jeff was actually the one who requested it initially. Right. And that was in 2013, and that was pretty much when I started playing Space Marines. Yeah. And it's just kind of been no looking back since. Um, I think I've played in, I want to say, six or seven tournaments now. Sure. I started off as a resupply main. Um, I've slowly been working my way out of it because I'm not as boosted anymore. So... <laughs> Um, how many how many nationals or internationals have you played in? Okay, so there was the one that we hosted, which was my first Nats. We don't talk about that uh, one, right? That one exists. Oh, right, right. That one exists. It's just, it's, yeah, it's kind of strange. That one exists. Um, <laughs> and then I believe San Marcos, I want to say, hosted the next one? Or I can't remember. That wasn't a nationals. That was West Coast was, 3. Okay. Um because I remember there was the Nats we do not speak of. Um, 
But I think there's one more Nats that I attended that I am just kind of forgetting in the back of my head. You weren't in Sacramento, um, were you? Uh, I did not get to go to Sacramento, unfortunately, mm. due to uh, work and some other issues that I had going on. It might have just been the one Nationals in Loveland then. I think you probably did a couple of coastal tournaments other than that. Right on. Because, since, yeah. Cause, yeah, since the one in Loveland, there was the Nats that shall not be mentioned, <laughs> there was Sacramento, and there was Brisbane. I'm, I'm yeah, thinking of... Yeah, I'm thinking of Detroit. The last time I was in Detroit before Random Draw, I thought I forgot that's uh, East Coast tournament, not right. Nats. Yeah, but, whatever. They host like eight tournaments a year. So they can call them. <laughs> yeah, who really cares? Yeah. Um, so you got a, a bit of um, like competition uh, experience on uh, under your belt, which is helpful. Um, yeah. And I, I guess especially because this this one's sort of shaping up to be possibly the biggest tournament that's been held biggest space range tournament that we've that we've held or although well in recent memory anyway <laughs> um yeah i'm sure old man than would be able to correct us on that one um so i guess um with uh with you guys coming i i hear there's quite a large contingent of players out of loveland that are they're actually attending this year um currently we have rumored about 15 players Holy that we want to attend yeah um because if uh, well, let's see i have nine and luke has six so yeah 15 wow um so that's that's just kind of the rumor there are a lot of solidified yeses i think there's about five of them that are on the fence right now right um but other than that it looks like loveland is pretty much ready to send two teams out and it's it's honestly really exciting to see so many people because at first it was like, okay, we'll have one Loveland team, and then we might scrape together a B team mm. hybrided with like Mercs or other sites. Mm. Um, and then a bunch of people were like, oh, I actually want to go to nationals. This sounds like a lot of fun. Mm. You know, every time you guys talk about going to tournaments, you guys have these crazy stories that you bring back, and so, <laughs> you know, I don't know what you're referring to. There are no crazy stories. <laughs> None at all. We just uh, we it's... play and then we sleep. That's that's all yeah. we do. <laughs> For the Lovelanders, it's mostly what happens on the road trip. So. Right, right, right. What, well, what happens on the road stays on the road. Um, exactly. <laughs> so that's unless the podcast is being recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. We should do. We should do a uh, on the road pod uh, on the way to Cedar Point. <laughs> or <laughs> ooh, ooh, tempting. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. Uh, before and after. Yeah, yeah. So in your regrets. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. We'll just live stream the whole day and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure nobody wants to see us. Um, <laughs> That'd be quite the battery drain, too. Yeah, true. You're not wrong. Um, so, um, with uh, I, it sounds to me like, um, and I could be wrong, but aside from Brisbane, you guys seem to be probably um, the site that has the most up-and-coming talent, uh, the current active site. Um, would I be wrong in saying that, DK? I felt a lot of shade in the way that you framed that right there. <laughs> well, I mean, active site. <laughs> I had to mention both up and coming and active. <laughs> Double dig at me. Ouch. Yeah, well, you know, uh, hobo, <laughs> homeless people don't count. <laughs> uh, RIP LTC. Yeah, I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong there, though. Yeah. Uh, Loveland definitely has certainly younger players who are probably be playing a lot more tournaments in the near future yeah. as opposed to the uh, team of geriatrics that I've scraped together for SAC A. So, you know. Um, that and just the sheer numbers of people that are keen to play. Like, we've got, you know, we've got a lot of yeah. uh, 
players potentially keen for for Auckland, um, yeah. but it's just a matter of you know getting people to actually travel. I guess that's the the major thing. To really put it into perspective, um, when we hosted WCT, I think it was either last year or the year before. Yeah. Um, Loveland put forward three teams, and we barely scraped together that third team by the end of it. Right. Um, we started doing what we called seasons afterwards, which was like mini tournaments. They lasted about six weeks. We'd play once a week against everyone. You know, it'd be a double round robin, and then we'd have a lock-in where we'd play against one another. Cool. We went from three teams to the last season that we did, we had five teams, and we were almost wow. pushing onto a sixth team. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, it was just, you know, a the teams were actually divided fairly evenly, yeah. and we were trying to make it so that way it wasn't just, you know, Josiah's on one team, he's a commander. Luke's on one team, he's, you know, he's a three-hit. Caleb's on a team, he's a three-hit. Yeah. I'm on a team, I'm a three-hit. We tried to, you know, rotate it around that way other people were getting experience. And so it's it's a lot of exciting stuff, honestly. That's such a good way to do it. We, we ran something similar um, uh, like a decade ago. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't quite that long. But um, we, we had sort of similar. We had about five or six teams. And our problem was that we didn't rotate the positions. And everyone treated it like it was a Nationals. So by the end of it, you know, we had like a third of the player base drop out because they were sick of just playing scout or playing resup and getting their asses kicked. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's pretty good foresight on your guys' part to, to play and make sure that people are actually enjoying the games. Um, and a, a bit of that does come from, like, we started having people, like, I was one of those people where I was like, I'm playing resupply all the time, all the time, you know. Mm. I don't mind getting off and playing scout every now and again. Resupply is what I'll always go back to because it's what I'm most comfortable on. Sure. But like, I want to get away from it occasionally. And during practice nights when we're drafting, and I just keep getting thrown on resupplies, it's frustrating. Yeah. And so we started talking to some of the other sites. And I think uh, it's actually it's either Taipan or it was one of the uh, Brisbane players yeah. that actually gave us the idea for that rotating schedule. And so we tried it out. And I think a lot of people enjoyed it, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's, that was more or less how, how we ran leagues in SAC when we still when we still had them. Yeah. Usually the the kind of base rounds were for rotating around in different positions, and then in finals you could set your lineup however you wanted because it is meant to be you know people run your run your best lineup, yeah. and if you're a newer player you are going to play a little bit more resupply or scout. Yeah. But you'll get better as the league goes on because you're going to be trying different things. Yeah, and I guess the longer you can keep those players around for, the better. Um, it's always a there's always going to be a contingent that drop out because space marines isn't for everyone but um yeah it's 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 pretty good it's promising it's good to see like um a site on the upswing um yeah you know when you do hear so many stories of uh people struggling to get members to come to a member's night you know um so yeah it's good i would i would I would say the only thing that's really holding Loveland back right now at our members' nights practices is that school is in session, and so uh, our college kids and the high school like seniors and juniors are yeah. not always able to attend, unfortunately. Right. Uh, school is so. for suckers. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully during summer, we're hoping we'll go back up to like that sixteen, you know, groupings that we had again. Yeah. And we'll be able to run another season, but we'll see what happens. So that'd be cool uh, if you could do that prior to Nats, I guess. It'd be good um, good training for a lot of the new guys that are coming. Um, yeah. Yeah. So 
Speaking of which, um, obviously you guys have uh, have quite a few teams coming. Um, do you want to give us a brief rundown of um, who's in which team? So um, the Loveland A team is for the people who have seen us going to tournament. Um, it's a couple of familiar names with Josiah, Caleb, and Luke. Uh, Josiah, Josiah is Bagel now. Uh, Caleb has stuck with Slaughtermelon. Luke is still Mischief. Um, but now they have added to their roster um, a player named Seth Babylon. He goes by Zenless. Mm-hmm. Um, John Calkins, who participated with us in WCT, this will be his, uh, I want to say, like, third tournament. Um, and he goes by Mimosaurus. Yeah. And the fourth one is Dylan Kirkpatrick, and I cannot remember what name he is going by now. He was Dr. <laughs> Feels Good back when he lived in Loveland. Yeah. Stop um, changing your damn names, I people. reckon. Stick with yeah, one he, for the next two lived, decades. <laughs> yeah, he lives in Florida. I, I mean, I always make fun of them because I've been Sergeant Tucker forever and ever. Yeah. Um, and they always make fun of me that they'll change it on me one day while I'm not looking, and so I'll have to change it back. Um, <laughs> he was Dr. Feels Good beforehand. Um, I don't know what he's going to go by this tournament, but... He has also participated in the Detroit Arena tournament. He went with us to ECT. Yeah. And so um, all of those players, all six of them, have been to the Detroit Arena. So it'll be interesting to see them play together. Yeah. Um, And then for my team, I have myself. um, I have um, a person named Eric. He goes by Feeder. He's also been to Detroit. Um, I have Ryan Bauer, who goes by Phantom. He's been to a couple tournaments as well. Mm. And I have my uh, contingent of new people who are hoping to get onto the B team um, in uh, a girl named Jillian, another girl named Trinity, Isaac, Kyle, Dawson, and then another girl named Alicia. The six of them are all hoping to get onto. Um, uh, the six of them are all hoping to get onto the team. Uh, currently, there's no like 100% confirmed yeses or nos. Mm. This will be all six of their first uh, national tournaments. I want to say. Wow. I think nice. Isaac has participated in a single like home tournament in Loveland. Mm. I know Alicia has participated in a home tournament. Uh, she also went out of town with us to scrimmage with the Utah players, and uh, Kyle also did the same. Cool. So this will be this will be a new experience for a lot of them, depending on how it goes with the scheduling. So that's still a decent contingent that have had you know some sort of um, competitive experience, which is kind of helpful. Yeah. Well, and so each of them, I think, aside from Dawson, has participated in one of our seasons. And uh, we we have a joke inside of the Loveland site that Isaac, one of the players who's going to be on my team, is technically the best player Loveland has to offer because he has won all four seasons that he has participated in, <laughs> and he is the only Lovelander to have achieved that. And so there's a lot of joking saying that whatever team we put him on this season, he has to lose. It doesn't matter what happens. That way, you know, because a lot of people a lot of people get uh, kind of frustrated because they take it really seriously. Uh, he knows he's not the actual best player, but he likes to joke about it. After uh, the end of this most recent season, he went home and he took a photo of all four trophies side by side <laughs> and sent it to the entire group chat, and it was it was fun. That's a real dick move, man. <laughs> well, and it was funny because we were laughing about it because like we the the season ended like the finals match concluded. 
And I was sitting there thinking, and Josiah looks at me and goes, he just won his fourth season in a row, didn't he? And I kind of just start thinking about it, and I go, yeah, he did. He absolutely just won his fourth season. Like, he is undefeated in the season. This is nuts. Got yourself a ringer. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) People are sleeping on him. Um. Okay, so but, but so you mentioned that you're on the B team, yeah? Yeah, I am the B team captain. Okay. So let's stop with the softball questions here, guy next door. So <laughs> why aren't you good enough to be on A team? Um, mostly because you know I walk around with my gun down and I only use a lot people when they ask me to. Doesn't keep his uh, gun up, kids. Yeah, yeah always keep your gun up. <laughs> Remember, you got to shoot people so you can get shot too. Um, but. In all honesty, I wanted to for this tournament because it's going to probably be um, one of my last away tournaments for a little while due to money constraints that I'm having. Mm. Um, so I wanted to really kind of take a step back and train some of the newer players that wanted to go. Mm. Um, and so as soon as I saw you know the six names of new players that want to go, I got really excited because these are all people that I can kind of you know take a step back, teach them as they're going, you know. And it'll it'll be quite the experience for them because a lot of them, you know, they look to Josiah, myself, Luke, Caleb, you know, John as some of the, you know, best players that Loveland has to offer. Sure. And so it's going to be a really interesting experience when they go out to play against, you know, Brisbane and Detroit A and, you know, even, you know, Sake, you know, even you guys in Auckland. It's mm. going to be a whole new experience playing against these newer players that they've never you know, played against that have different skill sets and different mindsets and different, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm I'm excited to kind of expose them to the tournament scene and get to kind of almost hold their hands as they go through it. It's um it's pretty interesting, uh, like a new player coming in and experiencing that because for the most part, you just you, you like you say you play against the people that you're familiar with, and when you go to nationals, it's several teams and for the most part those teams are filled with players who are as good if not better than your best players at your at your home side so it's really like um both a, a positive experience where you, where you go on and you say wow this is amazing like these guys are all able to play the game that i love at such a high level but also like oh fuck now i've got to play like six Josiah's or you know yeah <laughs> maybe not and, six Josiah's <laughs> uh, and that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping. yeah right uh that's what I'm kind of hoping it'll do I know one of the players has openly stated to me that their goal is to become not the best player in Loveland but one of the top players of Loveland Good goal. and so I'm hoping when they go out they you know they see all of this and it's not discouraging to them instead they go wow this is you know this is what the gap actually looks like. Yeah. Here's what I've got to do. Here's how far I have to go, you know. And and instead of, you know, it hurting them, they take it in stride and they go, all right, here's what I have to do. I've, mm. I've seen what the gap looks like now. Now I have to reach it. Well, this... Yeah, as, lo- as long as you can apply those lessons, I think that's really the experience of being either your, your first kind of go around at a Nats, whether this is your site's first go around or whether you're on a B team or something like that, mm. you're going to learn a lot of things. Now, some of that learning process is going to be painful is basically just getting your ass kicked, but <laughs> yeah. that's part of I, it. We've all had to be go through it one time or absolutely. another. Yeah. I, I was telling them all that basically there are two teams on that list that I have no belief that my team will overcome unless they are just dicking around and not taking us serious. Um, <laughs> 
Other than that, I don't know if we can beat all the teams, but we can at least start to challenge them a lot more than those, you know, top two teams yeah. because those two teams are just going to like roll us over, flip us on our back and kick our asses while we're on the ground, you know? <laughs> Um, and so yeah well it's detroit it'll still take like 13 or 14 minutes yeah and that's another thing uh that's another thing is that it's something where i've been telling them you know here we eliminate each other all the time their eliminations don't happen that often Mm. you know it's it's hard to eliminate the enemy team if they know what they're doing yeah so uh it's interesting you say that because um like we played uh, i think i've said on a previous podcast we played as as an auckland site um for i think it was like half a dozen nationals before we won a game or like four or five nationals before we even won a game at nationals you know um it was a long time and it it sucks being being pummeled like that but if as long as you take those lessons and you learn from them you become a better player we the the you know the first time we won a a game at a nationals was at our home site in 2006 um, and we ended up in the finals for that year. Um, so, yeah, it it can take a long time. Some people, some teams can, you know, play one nationals and, and pick it up very quickly if, if the guys are really talented. But for most sites, it does take, um, you know, a few high competitive tournaments um, to, you know, get into a state where they can actually compete. Um, yeah. Yeah, but usually if people have stuck around, they've, they've had a taste of Space Marines and, and that wasn't enough to um, put them off playing uh, at their home sites, then hopefully even at the next step up, they had the mental fortitude to be like, okay, well, that sucked, but I kind of still had fun and I think I learned a lot. So, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things to hope for with newer players at a tournament, for sure yeah i'm 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 really looking forward to it there's i'm and we've been participating like i said since i think 2013 yeah and i think this is one of the first years where i'm not saying you know loveland's going to be competing uh the team that i'm on is going to be competing for the bottom four it actually feels like the loveland a team that we're putting forward has a chance to almost compete for a spot in the top four seeding sure if they do it right and if they play together and if they, you know, they, you know, they cross their T's and dot their I's, they do everything that they need to do. Yeah. You know, you, you, I, 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 definitely would not, I would not overlook them by any stretch of the imagination. Well, look, like I said, in, in, in just ranking the teams, I have really no idea after Detroit and Brisbane, who I think everybody kind of has pencil in for the finals. After that, you have Loveland, a mm. Syracuse, St. George, Detroit B. I would also put in there if I didn't mm. say them already. Um, uh, who else am I missing? I guess Sake. Maybe we can fall yeah. into that into that group. <laughs> well, um, but of, like probably five, six teams. Yeah. I really have no idea they I'll, could finish I'll as high as third as lowest. Uh, I'd throw our hat in the ring as well. Um, oh, if I if I didn't say you guys, I, I meant to say you as well. Right, right. <laughs> Piece of shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing that shade right back. At you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's. Again, like the last couple of tournaments we played at, the the middle of the pack has been so you know wide. It's it's been yeah. really hard. Even even my like uh, in Sacramento, my first experience playing the guys from Loveland, you guys like um, the the guys that came and represented were uh, they played out of their skins. Um, apparently, yeah. the people who saw them play the year before were just like, "Holy crap! Like these guys have really stepped their game up." So. 
Yeah, um, yeah, we we hit the ground running after the ECT in Detroit mm. before Nats in Sacramento because I think it was a real eye-opener for a lot of the players that we are not as far as we thought we were. We still have this far to go. We can't start, you know, taking it easier while we're training people. We still need to be training ourselves. Yeah. So. Um, how do you find the, the prep has gone? Like, your guys' uh, Nationals prep, has it started yet or...? Uh, it's kind of started. Um, so for the B team, it's really hard because initially I had, um, Ryan, uh, Phantom who lives in New York, mm. uh, cause he's going to college there. I had, uh, Togomontu, Jillian, who lives in North Carolina cause she's going to college. Um, I had Spooky who lives in Detroit. Yeah. So I can't do anything about that. So it was quite literally just me Isaac, who goes by Izzy, and then uh, Kyle, who goes by Dank Memer, and it was just the three of us for Loveland B. Right. But Luke was having Loveland A uh, practice some, um, some, some interesting strategies and some different ways of playing, um, trying to teach them kind of synergy. Uh, I, I won't throw my personal opinion on it out. Um, but <laughs> Please do. Come on, break, break that story right here. Yeah, yeah. There's. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on right now that has me, I'll say concerned. Yeah. But I feel like they can definitely kind of, you know, overcome it. It's just another obstacle that they have to get through. Yeah. And they've still got you know, over two and a half months before Nats even begins. Yeah. I'm I'm plenty confident that they'll get it taken care of. So it's one of those things where, as I know, as worried as I am right now about it, I know that by the time we get to Nats, this shouldn't be a worry. Sure. You know? I think so, um, so let me just clarify. You guys have a Memosaurus and a Dank Memer? <laughs> Fucking kids. We do. So, so the code name's called... This one's going players. out to Grack if you're listening. Are, are you going to take that from the level so, people? Dank game? <laughs> the, the code names for every player. Uh, for my team, it is myself as Sergeant Tucker. And then Jillian goes by Tokomantu. Dawson goes by iLotus. Feeder is uh, Eric. And uh, I did that one backwards. <laughs> Kyle is going to be Dank Beaver. Isaac is going to be Izzy. Um, Ryan Bauer is going to be Phantom. And Trinity is going to be Goldfish. And then we have the uh, the A-team members who are, you know, Josiah is Bagel, Luke is Mischief, Caleb is Slaughtermelon, and we have Seth is Zenless, John Calkins is Mimosaurus. And like I said, I want to guess at what Dylan's is, but I have no idea what he's going to go with this year. Um, it was Dr. Feelgood last time. but See, I do appreciate this, though, because now when we have everybody at Nats and you get 30 friend requests from people who you have no idea what their real name is because yeah. you don't know their code names, now we have some context. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. We just need um, to put some faces to the names and <laughs> it'll make more yeah. sense. <laughs> and like I said, there's still there's still a couple on my team that are iffy. Um, I know Trinity is uh, finalizing everything with her parents. Uh, they've got some worries. Dawson's making sure you know he's got the funds to go. Um, Jillian's making sure she's got the funds to go. Oh, I forgot uh, Alicia because she's not on this list right now because I haven't added her yet by yeah. accident. Um, she goes by. Uh, She's gone by so many different names. So the two most common ones that I see her use are Rose Jasper and Unleash. So. <laughs> oh yeah, she came to Sacramento one time, as I recall. I, I yeah, I she her. she went on a trip with I believe uh, Hot Tamales and Ikodama. Right. And they all went they all went to Sacramento for a little bit to play. 
Are you guys uh, driving or flying? Flying? We have done that drive and we will not do it again. <laughs> How far is that drive? Is it like two days? It is a 22-hour drive if you do oh, not stop. Fuck that, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my, my little car didn't make it past Nebraska. And so eight hours <laughs> in, we were stranded. And so we had to figure ourselves out real quick. To put Even the in... cars don't want to make it out of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> to put that in context, I'm pretty sure like <laughs> it it takes less than 22 hours or, or maybe 22 hours thereabouts to drive the length of my entire country. So, <laughs> <laughs> And that's with having to cross the ocean to, to go to the other island. Exactly too. right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not uh, – a pass. That's a hard pass for me. Um, so, okay, so it sounds like prep has gone all right. It, it, from, from the, uh, to, to make a Game of Thrones reference, from what I hear from my little birds, <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, it sounds to me like some of you guys experience a little bit of, um, uh, Space Marines fatigue or like, <laughs> that's, that's, it's... that's what I'm coining it as anyway. Um, um... It's definitely showing itself, yeah. and like I said, it's kind of worrying to see, but like I said, it's another one of those obstacles where I feel confident that, you know, it's one or two of them have said they'll take, you know, a bit of a break, they'll step away, yeah. um, you know, kind of let themselves regain the, I want to be playing Space Marines, I want to be here, you yeah. know, not this is something I have to do for a Nationals tournament, I have to be here, I have to, I have to, Yeah. Um, so... I think I think they'll be okay in the end. It's but. it's a pretty common thing though. Like we get it, um, we get it from time to time. We've got some guys experiencing it at the moment, and it gets to a point where, uh, you you just sort of contemplate: Do I want to keep, sh you know, doing this and stressing out each week, and getting shitty at the people because you know something happens in a game, or you get frustrated with yourself and you take it out on your on your other players, um. I would say that's where your site leadership, and I'm not talking about the people that work there potentially, but um, the the guys with the experience should be um, in a position where they can kind of have patience with the people that are going through it, but also have the um, uh, the fortitude to be able to have a hard conversation with someone and be like, hey, look, I understand. However, like, you can't really take this shit out on on these people who you're supposed to be kind of friends with, you know? Yeah. We've, we've had a couple where unfortunately we've had to sit down with some people and, um, there was a game, a practice game last week, actually, where somebody just kept losing their cool. Yeah. And so eventually we were like, all right, this just isn't acceptable anymore. Yeah. And the next game they walked into the briefing room. We're like, if you want to be in this room, you can ref, but you can't play. Sure. Like you, you need to take a game off. You need to breathe. You need to something. You need to cool off. Yeah, and you're you're good to come back next game. We just chill. It, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> and like Can I so, just state for the record how much I hate all of you right now. <laughs> Don't take Laser Force for granted. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Like we're in a position where we actually have you know sites that we can play at. Some people don't have that. <laughs> um, yeah. Some people don't. So, um, yeah. I don't know if I'd say it's taking it for granted, though. It's one of those things where it's just, I think, I think outside sources are stressing them, and so they come yeah. in, and if they have a bad game, 
that just adds on to the crap pile and it just keeps piling on. And so I think we've all been there. And yeah, in in all seriousness, that that does happen to everybody, but yeah. And you're right. Like, I think the best thing to do is to take a game or even like, so, um, one thing that really pisses me off when it happens is people who quit midway through games people who give up through games never if if you're if you want to be taken seriously or like it it comes down to the trust that you have with with people and you can't trust people who give up during games it's as simple as that and going into any competitive situation i personally don't want to play with anyone that's going to do that like it's it you want somebody who's even if you're getting smashed you want someone who's going to have your back for the full amount of time that it, you know that you're in the game for you don't want to be stuck with uh, someone for I a week was, uh, <laughs> i think i think it was uh two weeks ago or so um i wound up playing a game as a medic and my commander basically intentionally threw the game Ugh. and i got really really angry about it and i realized that my heavy pretty much had also died out yeah. so it was just me and ammo and another scout because it was a five-on-five game. Yeah. And I could have ran the clock for another, you know, two minutes, but I got really, you know, frustrated, and I walked over to Josiah with my, you know, seven lives I had left, and I went, just kill me. I know you've got two nukes. I know you're ready to kill me. Just just do it now. I don't want to run. And <laughs> he got on my case after the game. He was like, you should have kept playing, you know, blah, 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 blah. Even though it was over, you know, it's it's good experience for the other players to have to hunt you as well as you to have to learn to protect yourself. And so I mean, I'll admit I even still need to work on it. Yeah. He's, he's not wrong. Like that. He brings up a good point. Like being in a situation where you, uh, take away the opportunity to, for someone else to, to be able to hone their skills is, is a little average. I mean, to be fair, I've, I've done not quite that, <laughs> but as a, as a medic, like sometimes in a game, um, in a nationals like if your ammo dies out like at the start of the game there's not really too much point in resupplying your team with lives um so if you can mitigate the damage and you know uh maybe conserve some energy that's one thing but sort of walking around and and like i remember in a tournament in 2003 um one of our guys got busted to medic for a round um because we were playing a, a rotation tournament and he got busted to medic for a full round. He was our best player because our ammo died and so he just walked out into the middle of an open space and just said, missile me, just missile me. And we were like, oh, come on, man. Like, you you can still do things that, um, that aren't necessarily giving up as such, but like, yeah, um, there's, there's things you, you should do and shouldn't do, I guess. <laughs> um, blatantly, like, giving up is not one of them. Okay, so getting back to Nats here, uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw myself under the bus. Apparently, <laughs> one of your podcast hosts said something stupid the other week where I said, <laughs> I thought that, that Loveland would do pretty well because uh, I thought that maybe the, the two mazes, Detroit and Loveland, play relatively similar. Um, I have I apparently been disabused of, of that notion. <laughs> I, I, I would try to clarify my stupid. remarks, but I'm just going to go ahead and just keep piling on the dirt here. So I'm going to allow Sergeant Tucker to just explain what, what he thinks some of the major differences between the two fields are. So I don't know if I'd say it was stupid. I just... I, just I would. Wrong. <laughs> so, it is wrong. Yeah, you're, um, you're wrong, DK. But, yeah, exactly. So one of the biggest differences for the Detroit and Loveland having played 
you know, and both, a, you know, a decent amount, um, is for a Loveland, you get that one resupply, and then you're basically fighting from that point forward until one team throws the other team off of the top floors. Mm. And that's that's pretty much the only way you then get resupplies is uh, we talk about how in Loveland there are about four resupply spots upstairs, and you can resupply almost anywhere downstairs as long as you are set up properly. Mm. Um, but the upstairs area is the spot everyone fights for because getting up to it is so... It's so easy to be watching both rampways and, you know, have your ammo on one side, your heavy on the other, and then one of them calls out to the other and they flip if they need to, you know. Um, whereas Detroit, you get that first resupply. By the time you get up to the top of the ramp, you are getting a second resupply, and then sometimes you even get a third one before your heavy even enters combat. Mm. And so it's a lot It's a lot different in the sense of the the pacing of the game. And then not only the way it plays out, in Loveland, there's when we hosted WCT, we jokingly said we could easily do three rounds because every game is an elimination here almost. It's it's unprecedented that a team survives an enemy team unless they are completely even in skill and some just random lucky you know uh, chance things happen where a player misses another player going up the ramp, so they have to retreat and draw back to their team, and that gives the downstairs team time to you know settle back up and things like that. Mm. Whereas in Detroit, it's basically, you don't go downstairs unless you're going for bases. And if you get shoved downstairs, you better pray to God you've got a point lead because there's no way you're getting back upstairs. Right. You know, It's not happening. And it, it's so bad that I remember when we went for, it was either, I think it was ECT, there was a pathway that I believe the previous owners had put a new wall in and uh, pint size Rachel had slammed into it, not realizing it was there. Oof. And you know, if a home site player is just like, I have no idea how to even navigate my maze like this, <laughs> it suddenly becomes a really worrying factor for all the other players because everyone's like, What's the downstairs like? Don't worry about the downstairs, you're not going down there unless you're getting your bases, right? And that's it. Um, and then also, I'd say for the final point, is Loveland is a very you know command and conquer kind of style, whereas Detroit is very, all right, here's how much area I control of the map. Here's right. how much area you guys control of the map. We're going to take a little bit of this from you guys and see what happens. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, you guys are 50-50. Both of you are fighting for towers still. Someone's fighting over back corner. You know, the, the heavies are dueling across the ramps at one another. Um, Whereas in Loveland, it's very much, I'm going to send as many members at you guys to throw you downstairs as fast as possible. Mm. Because if you go downstairs, the likelihood of you winning goes from like a 50-50 split to we're probably going to win every game as long as we stay upstairs. Right. And we don't mess it up too much. I, I guess that was probably the the main way that I was thinking they played a little bit similar is that your essential goal is to try to knock the other team downstairs with a masked push. And if you can, you know, knock somebody out of that that uh, cubby area on third floor in Loveland, that gives you really a chance to do that. So if you guys have practiced that, I think that kind of style of attacking will work really well. So that was kind of what I had in mind, but you're absolutely right. And most other significant ways, the the fields they play pretty differently, especially in terms of like the elimination timing. So I, and, I stuck my foot in my mouth and <laughs> go ahead and stand by that. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> the, I'd say the hardest thing is for Loveland, if you shove someone downstairs, there's still a dozen ways to attack them. There's a dozen there's a dozen different angles to hit them from. There's, you know, 
a ton of different ways you and a scout as a three hit can, you know, go in and attack and you can hit them from different angles at different times. Whereas the maze in Detroit, you know, even going in is just such a dangerous adventure because there could be a heavy around the next corner. There could be a heavy and two scouts around the next corner. And you don't know until you get to that corner and there's no way to know otherwise. And so there might be a random game. wall the previous owners put in that you just yeah exactly yourself and so it's it's one of those things where suddenly the game slows down whereas in Loveland you can still be doing like a jog around the place in Detroit if you jog into that maze the likelihood of you staying up from one side to the other if you've shoved the enemy team downstairs is almost not happening like they they'd have to be you know scattered around the map for that not to happen and um so it's. I would say that's the biggest thing is that there's no there's no such thing as sieging downstairs in Detroit. It's literally if we've shoved them downstairs, if we have a point lead, we just won. If we don't, we have to figure out we have to let them back upstairs and try and farm them. Right. So, and I, I guess you know, I, I guess from someone who hasn't played in either maze, like it's such a hard thing to kind of grasp until you actually set foot in the maze. Um, because my my thought process, uh, sorry, my thought on the Detroit maze is that it was quite small. But from what I'm told recently, that's not really the case. It's actually quite a large arena. Is that is that sort of accurate? It's large in terms of total area. In terms of how much is used during most of the gameplay, it plays smaller than you would otherwise think. But right. just in terms of square footage and all that, it is a pretty large kind of field. Right. It, it is a it is a labyrinth, and I was joking uh, that whenever I would play red, I hated that there was one wall that I kept. I do my initial turn, and then I turn left to go to red, and I'd hit this stupid half wall that's there for no reason, and I would just stop, and I'd have to backtrack like another ten feet to go the to go completely around it. Right. Um, and another thing, like their maze is so bad that uh, one of the players <laughs> I'm bringing with me is uh, Feeder. He got penalized for loitering because he died, went down red ramp, and literally could not find his way to the exit. <laughs> he could not figure out how to get from the bottom of red ramp. I think he had played like three games. He could not figure out how to get from the bottom of red ramp to the exit doors and <laughs> penalized him for loitering. Shame. And so, yeah. In bird culture, this is considered a dick move. <laughs> so. A solid reference. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> if you ever find yourself in that position, kids, don't be afraid to ask a referee um, <laughs> because I'm sure they wouldn't penalize you if you're like, hey, man, how do I get out of here? They're like, hey, not talk to the referees. <laughs> Um, the funniest thing is he said he went to talk to a ref and they were like, hey, what's your name? And he was like, Feeder? Hey, yeah, we're going to give you a penalty because you've been loitering. He was like, no, I can't find the exit. I don't know where I am. Like, Can you tell me how to get to the exit doors? I will leave. Like, like, okay. I so, so ask a referee and if you can start crying during the process so they feel bad for you, that might also help. <laughs> and it's just... I, I just imagine... I imagine that gif where it's the guy just looking around with his hands out, just like, what's going on here? I don't understand. <laughs> it's uh, more of a you problem than a me problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, like, it, but I mean, it sounds like you've got a, a couple of people, well, a few people, um, you know, that have had experience in the maze, which is going to go quite a long way, even though some people in the scene seem to think that home field advantage isn't a thing. 
um it, it's always beneficial <laughs> when, when you've uh, when yeah. you've played an arena before so um yeah i think that's going to go a long way to help you guys um especially if you can then you know pr- prior to the to the um tournament sit down and have a chat with your newer guys and be like okay this is kind of how it plays in certain areas blah 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 um yeah i think that's um gonna help yeah um, that's, that's the hope so that's probably gonna that's probably good place as any to stop um uh, do you want to add do you guys either of you guys want to add anything for this one uh, i think we covered a good head. list of topics thanks yeah. for giving us a rundown of all the different leveling players um, you know, what your kind of goals for the tournament are and why I, I shouldn't have compared Leveland and Detroit's <laughs> amazings because they're, they're not similar. You are, you are going to be salty about that for weeks. <laughs> uh, they're similar hey, in gotta, the I sense. I got to take my lumps. If I got to do it on air, so be it. <laughs> yeah. Similar in the sense that you play Space Marines at both sides. So <laughs> that's good yeah. enough for me. So the analogy holds is the bottom line, ladies <laughs> yeah, and gentlemen. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, look, thanks heaps, Sergeant Tucker, for coming on and, um, and giving us some insights, um, we'll, we'll probably have another chat about you know uh, some of your specific guys. Um, if you've got some space, maybe for the next podcast, um, we could do that. Yeah, I'd be happy to come back on and talk a little bit more about them. Cool, awesome. Well, um, <laughs> it sounds like a couple of them are going to be marking. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll get real deep into the shit talking that we do about the people that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You guys can't roster. You can't play five scouts at once. Just, just keep that in mind. Look, I don't want to feed. I don't want to feed the scythe. Don't, don't put that on me. Yeah, he's he's scary enough as he is. He doesn't need five scouts to go farm. Don't feed the scythe, he, kids. Yeah, he, he does. He does enough with two. He doesn't need five. Um, but yeah, thanks again for coming on, man. It's nice to talk to you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. No worries. All right. Well, uh, for this week, I've been guy next door. And I've been DK. And uh, always remember to backtrack, kids. We shall see you next week.